Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes. I'm joined by... Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. And another post-game edition. Eric, the Titans are 5-0. and um, I feel like we've discussed this before when it comes to just barely, but it doesn't matter. They go to overtime. They, they make the plays again, all kinds of heroics all over the place. And they beat the Houston Texans 42-36. Quite a wild game. It, the game wasn't fun, Gentry, to write on deadline. I think I tore up any – I mean, I'm sure you did with your column too. I, I tore three, up my story. Three columns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tore up my story a bunch of different times. In every other respect, a really, really fun game. I mean, to me, it's it's another instance of, you know, the, the Titans had a chance to run away with it. I think we thought they might. They took a 14-point lead early. Offense looked like it couldn't be stopped. And then in the in the second half, the defense kind of gave way to Deshaun Watson. And, you know, I think we talked about it earlier in the week, just that, you know, the Texans were 1-4 struggling, fired their GM head coach, Bill O'Brien, earlier this season. But with Deshaun Watson in play, they're just never an easy out. And especially you factor in the rivalry and, and these teams knowing each other so well. I, I think any way you slice it, this was always going to be a tough game. So, you know, to, to eke out yet another win, you know, a win is a win, and um, I, I, I think there's a lot to clean up defensively, but offensively, once again, you know, it's it's hard not to be anything but encouraged by what we're seeing. We, we could make the case, and we have in previous games, Eric, that, you know, you, you could focus on the negative in a game like this. Defensively, yeah, I mean, just, just a lot of problems. Uh, the kicking woes showed up again. There were a mm-hmm. lot of things – you know, that this team hadn't been doing, that they started doing a pass protection. There was a key fumble that set up a touchdown. I mean, there were th- – this team had found ways to win games, but there for a while in this one they truly were playing losing football, and, and it looked like it was going to cost them the game, and it looked like it was going to cost them a game against the Texans, which would have been – Would have been an awful es- loss. Especially bad, given yeah. that the Texans had all kinds of issues. But this is – look, this is the team that has kept the Titans from so many things the last couple of years – even when the Titans got in the playoffs last year, you could say it was because the Titans rested all their starters that they even won the game to get in. So it's like they got in with their permission, you know? And and it was – there for a while it looked like they were about to make a statement that they were the team in the AFC South and, look, that that that, that, that banner had been passed. Texans said not so much. They, they really fought back. And it, it took the same kind of heroics we've been seeing, if not at even larger scale, uh, for them to win this game. And then they were able to do it. Yeah, I mean, th- there's nothing fluky about 5-0 and in the NFL. You know, every one of these games, they've had to do something a little bit different to win. Um, you know, it was it was more of the same from Tannehill as far as the late game goes with that um, last drive in regulation where he completed eight of nine passes, 76 yards, had the touchdown pass to A.J. Brown to tie the game. But, you know, I, I think Derrick Henry did take, you know, a really big step, quite a, quite a few of them. 
um, in this game today. He came in averaging 3.7 yards per carry, and, you know, he was still producing at a very high level. But the efficiency was kind of called into question, you know, I think just because of how great he's been in the past, last season especially, when he averaged 5.1 uh, yards per carry. Now he's up to 4.8 yards per carry. So I think that squashes that that line of questioning going forward. You know, I think we were just talking about it before, Gentry. Who who is the bigger MVP candidate on the Titans right now? Is it Tannehill or Henry? I think that's that's a legitimate question, and I think both are legitimate candidates at this point. Um, but the questions on defense remain. You know, I think they're they're continuing to linger. I do think I, you know I've been saying this all season, but I think. When you get a Dory Jackson back in the mix, I, I do think that makes a very big difference. But, you know, it's hard to be 100% as far as health goes in the NFL, and the Titans are, are getting closer to that. They had Jeffrey Simmons back today. He made a big difference. But, I, you know, I, I think the ultimate sort of litmus test, Gentry, is going to be this upcoming game against the Steelers. It's hard to believe that the Titans could have a game where Henry gets 200 yards, Tannehill goes well over 300, throws four touchdowns. And yet, it was there. It was there to be lost. Yeah. I mean, look, look. Let's be honest. If the Texans had won the coin toss going into overtime, I'm not sure the Titans stop them. That could have been the biggest play of the game, right there, the coin toss. I mean, really, you got the feeling the the arena football game this has turned into <laughs> that whoever had it was going to drive and score and win, and uh, the Titans happened to to get lucky. And 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 look, they, they have been fortunate in this, but I agree with you. You can't just call it luck anymore when you're five and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're to a point now where. They can finish five and six in the rest of the regular season and still have their best record since 2008. I mean, you know, they're in control. The Colts came back and got a big win today. Had that not happened, they would have been two and a half games up in the AFC South from winning this game today. And and to be that way in in, in middle of October, given the struggles that we saw last year and that they've had over the last few years, going nine and seven, you know, barely getting in the playoffs, they're in a great position right now. And, again, a lot of things to clean up. The defense really is going to have to be better. But you beat the Texans. Yep. Uh, when, you beat, when you beat the Texans, it feels like it's, that's enough just to do it because they've had so much heartache against this team when it comes to divisional standing. This was the team to beat the last couple of years for sure. Yeah, I think, I think it's a huge win. Uh, arguably, to me, the, the biggest surprise out of this game and, and the fact that the Titans won is that for the first time this season, Gentry, they lost the turnover battle. They didn't have any um, turnovers. They didn't force any turnovers on defense. And that's kind of been the one saving grace, even when they're giving up, you know, a ton of rushing yards or a ton of passing yards. They've been getting the big plays from the defense that have sort of bailed out, um, you know, a, a lot of their shortcomings uh, on that side of the ball. Today, they didn't have any turnovers. They turned it over twice. And in spite of that, they, they still managed to win. So I think when you factor that in, I think you, when you factor Deshaun Watson's game in, um, you know, it's uh, to me, it's a question of how you look at it. You could look at Henry's crazy game, Tannehill's big game, um, and think, wow, how did the Titans almost lose this? But then when you consider they lost the turnover battle, Watson had a great game. It's like, how did they win this game? You know, so I, I think there's there's multiple ways to look at this. I think the defense has to improve going forward. I think that's the bottom line, or at least continue to get some turnovers, which are kind of hard to bank on. Um, you know, so I, I, I think for this to be a complete team, you know, despite the 5-0 and record, I, I think we'd have to see, you know, some consistency from that defense. Uh, I, I thought they took a big step forward against the Bills, but, you know, at the same time, they might have taken a step back today. The Steelers, that, that's a different discussion. That team, they beat the Browns today 38-7. to 
And I think they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder playing the Titans because they never wanted that game moved to begin with for their bye week. Um, Enjoy your bye week, by the way, Gentry. Yeah, yeah, this is a great bye week. Uh, you know, Coming up. So, so, but, I mean, I, I think on Tuesday night, I think the rest clearly did help the Titans, but they had to play five days later, and I think in the second half they kind of – they they kind of did wear down a little bit defensively, and and the once once momentum got rolling, it it started. The Texans really were able to take advantage of it, and uh, this is the first time you know the first three games, even as close as they were, I kind of always had that sense: Titans are going to win this game. Right, and, and the more it happens, the more you accept you 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 expect it to happen. This one was different. I felt like it was getting away from them. Um, but you got you got Derrick Henry with a ninety four yard touchdown run at the perfect time right not a mo- moment too soon they're backed up they're losing the game's getting away from them they had a blocked field goal they had a missed field goal short kicks both of them right and uh, they did enough to lose this game and yeah. i you know as you, the postmortem is not going to be perfect but my god when you get to five and oh does it even matter anymore yeah you know i, I think the tone after this game you know, the tone after the first, each of the first three wins, Gentry kind of felt like a loss after the game, you know, just because there were so many areas that we felt like they could improve. And it, it felt like, um, you know, if, if any number of things went a different way, the Titans would have lost. Kind of felt different after this one. It, it really felt like even despite a lot of areas that um, leave room for improvement, they, they did enough to, to find a way. You know, so 5-0 and is, is 5-0. and The Titans are in great shape in control of the division. I think this game against the Steelers is going to be big. It's it's good to have, you know, finally kind of a normal week in the lead up to a game, which the Titans will have ahead of this game against the Steelers. But but there's stuff to clean up. You know, the defense, you know, I think uh, for Titans fans, I think 0 for 2 on field goals probably, uh, it probably feels something like home at this point. It's just like a familiar feeling for Titans fans. You know, we didn't speak with Goskowski after the game, so uh, not sure what what his struggles were today. But again, you know, the Titans found a way in spite of a lot of shortcomings. And that's kind of been the hallmark for this team aside from the Bills game. And uh, will be interesting to see how all of that comes together uh, this week ahead of uh, what's going to be, you know, the game to watch in the NFL next weekend. By the way, Jeffrey Simmons stat line, six tackles, a sack, two hurries. Felt like even more than that. Really felt a lot more than that. Yeah, he's <laughs> he just getting him back. It, it it changes things, and it's kind of scary to think about what this defense looks like without him. Honestly, it's kind of hard to believe that they had the performance they did against the Bills without him. But a whole lot of of what's going on now doesn't make a ton of sense, I guess. And just real quick, just to mention a, a few real unsung heroes stepped up big today. Anthony Ferks are with eight catches for 113 yards. That's yep. that's a that's a massive day for the guy who. It's considered what he's. I guess he's their second or third tight end, but he might. I'm not sure where he is on the depth chart in relation to Pruitt. But I mean, you know, when Johnny Smith is injured and he's out, you don't expect to get a ton out of out of the tight end position. But Ferkser, you know, we know him as having some of the surest hands on the team, and, and Tannehill certainly trusts him. So huge performance by him. Jeremy McNichols five carries, 51 yards. That's a 10.2. A very far- quiet 10.2. Yeah, for a guy who wouldn't have even been active if Darrington Evans had been healthy. Yeah, yeah, I think McNichols doesn't get enough credit. You know, Mike Vrabel sort of praised him earlier this week for the work he does as as a uh, pass blocker. 
you know, pass protection situations when he spells Henry on third down. You know, so I think he's been he's been a really valuable unsung guy for this team. Last question, and and a little bit off topic, but Taylor Lewan gets banged up again. That's a few games now that he's come out. I know he was inactive today, but don't you have to start seeing what your first round tackle can do? Yeah, I, I think you do. I mean, I think you know that he fin- Isaiah Wilson finally returned to practice this week. You know, looked like he was fully in the mix. Uh, full participant, uh, was out there before the game, warming up, getting loose with Keith Carter, offensive line coach. First time we've seen that all season. You know, Ty Sambrao has been okay. He, he struggled a little bit today. Uh, he had that one-on-one matchup with J.J. Watt that resulted in the strip sack fumble recovery, which, you know, uh, that, I mean, that's going to be hard for anybody to stay in J.J. Watt in one-on-one. But, you know, you drafted Isaiah Wilson for a reason. And, and if he wasn't going to start, he was going to be the first guy off the bench you know, at left or right tackle if something happened to Lawan or Dennis Kelly. So I think you have to. I think you're in a spot where um, he's he's had enough time to sort of get healthy. He'll have a full practice week ahead of him uh, in, in front of the Steelers game. So, you know, I would expect him and, and just given we'll, – we'll see what the severity of Lawan's injury is, but uh, I think you need him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's five weeks into the season and they've, they've hardly gotten anything out of their first-round draft pick. The third-round pick, they're – Running back is banged up, and, um, you know, that's – it's going to start mattering that they didn't get a lot more out of the draft class. That, yep. that, although, admittedly, very off-topic on this day. Big win <laughs> for the Titans, and I guess that will do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcast. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Bacharach, I am Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.